So what are you drinking on this morning? Or well, let's not say this morning. What are you drinking on today? Uh, it's morning. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Whiskey Acres. It's a 5.5 grain bourbon. All right, explain and that. By the way, me. it's a bottle kill. I'll take this over. I'll take this over. All right. The Bob, they got five grains and then a half a grain. A half five, a grain. five grains. I know, five grains and then a half a grain. Kind of like you're half a man. Right. So they have half a grain. Yes. Welcome back to BS and Bourbon, everyone. I'm Bob, and as always, I have the self-proclaimed world-renowned barrel picker, the idiot from the South, James Smith. Now, we went over this last episode, and I, I like the story of me, of the world-renowned barrel picker, and it's not self-proclaimed, Bob. I'm still going self-proclaimed. And, and Daniel will admit he said it. He will admit it. He won't. He regrets it, but he, he will admit he said it. I, I want to hear it from someone like Mandy. I want Mandy to say, who, who knows barrel pickers, to say your world renown. Okay. I got it. All right. So, folks, uh, rolling with this. I know James will end a little bit, but I've got uh, a pretty cool guy here with us, someone who y'all might have seen his post, the uh, Whiskey Fellow. James is addicted to his phone. No. He starts looking down at his phone, and 30 minutes later, he'll still be looking down, probably playing some game on his phone. We don't know. Bob, you're lying to our guest. Diane in there. Diane will tell you how addicted you are to the damn phone. So, so he'll come over to supper. So, so I guess here's one of my B. Here's my BS story. Let, let's just say, that. so my wife is very traditional. She's mean as hell, but she's traditional. So you sit down to supper, you don't touch your phone, and I don't. There's only there's only one reason you can touch your phone, and it's if your mama's calling. So if my mama calls, I can touch. I can see what's going on. So we're sitting here at my birthday dinner. And when we sit and we go over to Bob's house and they're on their phones or whatever. And so she just grits her teeth. But buddy, my birthday dinner this past, this, this August, we were sitting there eating steak and Bob picks up his phone. My wife slams down her fork. Bob, we don't get on our phones at the dinner table. So Bob just kind of looks at her and I'd mentioned it to him before that it really perturbs her. And then here goes Bob's wife, Katie, Bob, we don't get on our phones at the dinner table. So being the look on his face, was worth the entire birthday dinner. But guess what? Get on that phone ain't anymore at dinner that night. <laughs> I love it. So Bob, who has a problem with their phone? You. You. Yeah. I, I think I have posted enough pictures of you playing on your phone driving down the interstate doing eighty five miles an hour to prove that you have the problem. So what he'll do, listen to this, what he'll do is I, 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 I like, like, yes, no, 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 like, no, 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 that's not what happened. No, do you mean, play on your phone? Was I on my phone? Yes, I was. But so Bob will say, Hey, did you see that in this group? And I'm like, No, he says, Well, look at it. So I'll go to look at it, and that son of a bitch will take a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> on the internet. That's what he'll do. All right, so everybody, we've got Jeff Schwartz here, whiskey fellow. How are you doing this today? I'm not going to say this. I am point. doing fantastic. How about you guys? Well, as you can see, we're 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 getting locked and loaded. We're having a few sips. We're we're getting ready for the day. Nice. So before we kind of dive into what's going on today, let, let's talk a little bit about your whiskey journey. What got you into bourbon? You know, and you had mentioned when we talked earlier that you're into some scotch and a few other things. But what really got you into bourbon and loving bourbon? Let's just kind of go from there. 
Sure. Um, I actually started off as a scotch drinker. Still love scotch. But, uh, you know, people would come up to me all the time and say, hey, you should try bourbon. I was like, uh, no, that's lowbrow stuff. You know, I'm drinking scotch. I was a whiskey snob. You know, one day somebody said, look, you really have to try this. I said, fine. Took it, tasted it. And I was gone at that point. Totally in love with bourbon. Still love scotch, but uh, kept going uh, into bourbon, exploring. And right now, bourbon is, if you look in my whiskey library, it is by far the majority of what I've got. All right. And then, so you've had bourbon. Talk to me maybe some of your most memorable moments, either drinking bourbon with friends at an event, a distillery visit. Hold on, Bob. Hold on, Bob. You you missed an opportunity. Hey, can I check something out of your whiskey library? Sure. Do I get a card and I just check it out and bring it back when I'm done? It's called the Glencairn glass. You drink it on premises. You can have as much as you like. <laughs> All right, Bob. So you can continue on. I'm sorry. Well, let's all be honest here. James, you ain't um, you ain't going that far north. Is it above the Mason-Dixon? Oh, yeah. Oh, they don't let me go there. They don't let me go there. <laughs> Library card. Revoke it. Yeah. They sent <laughs> out a certified letter that said, you can't come above this line. It's no. <laughs> Well, you not see the shirt he's wearing? You think he's wearing a Green Bay shirt down in South Georgia? Yeah, I know a ton of Green Bay fans. I mean, they love Brett Favre. I mean, that. I mean that. That's why the South loves Green Bay. They love Brett Favre. Okay, why? Well, well, for whatever reason, they love Green Bay. I'm for it. All right, sorry, Bob. Continue. What about our journey here? But tell, tell me about some memorable, memorable times. Probably the most memorable time is going to be 2013, September 28th, uh, which happened to be my wedding anniversary. And it was my first barrel pick. And it was a Four Roses OBSO. My wife, I, I felt really bad about doing this pick because, again, it was my wedding anniversary. And my wife, God bless her, is shoving me over to do this. No, you need to do this. And... She's like, this This is just an incredible opportunity for you. Take advantage of it. So it was done. That was uh, something I'll never forget. I've I've lost count as to how many barrels I've picked since then, but uh, that was my first. Like you, my first barrel pick was at Four Roses. And boy, what a, what a spoiled way to start the process, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, and back then, 2013, you probably had at least all 10, if not a couple of extra of all 10 recipes. Back then. Uh, they were always 10, but yeah, it's, we, we didn't do it at the distillery. Uh, we did it. I was living in Florida at the time and we did it. They came out to us at the store and we picked it right at the store. It was a, uh, double blind tasting. We had, I want to say we had a dozen choices of, uh, one. So we drank a lot that night and the OBSO is what I picked twice, so I was really happy that the rest of the committee agreed with me. <laughs> you keep a bottle of that kind of stashed away in the bunker? You know, just for I do, and in fact, uh, for the 30 days of bourbon, that is always my 28th bourbon. Oh, very cool. All right. Yeah, uh, my first one was with Lauren Simpson. Um, he does a big charity fundraiser for special ops excursions, and it's Ooh. a charity that works with veterans suffering with PTSD and part of raising money, he offered an experience to go pick a Four Roses barrel and donated a little bit and had an opportunity to go and it was amazing. And then I've been able to go since then and went with uh, James here 
and and Mandy always makes it a great experience. I mean, if someone always says, "What what's like the one?" If I had a choice to go on one barrel pick, where should I go? Number one answer is going to be Four Roses. Anytime. It's a fantastic place, and they get. I mean, they make some of the best bourbon in the world. Yeah. It was Mandy there um, the first time you went back in thirteen. Uh no. Um, it was our it was our distributor, and then we had uh when it was ready to be sold, uh, Jim Rutledge came down to the store and uh, and helped launch it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Back in 2013, I mean, I remember buying bourbon in 2013. It was, you know, I mean, people were buying it, but not not like they are now. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's nothing like right now. I mean, it, it's gotten to the point now where you do a Four Roses barrel pick, and it's if it stays on the shelf a week, you know, something went wrong. Because, I mean, they're gone. Yep. I remember even back. The, even the hundred proofers disappear quickly. Yeah, everything. It, it, you know, and it, but that's the current trend. You know, store pick. Who knows what it'll be next? It might be barrel proof stuff, and next thing you know, we might walk into a store and everything barrel proof is gone. They just the tide ebbs and flows. Oh yeah. So so get into this. So the reason we want to talk to you today because we're right in the heart of thirty days of the bourbon. September is the official Bourbon Heritage Month, and we are right smack dab in the middle of it. So kind of talk to me about this 30 Days of Bourbon, kind of where the idea came from and how it's kind of grown into what it is today. This started off, I I never imagined it would be where it's at today. This started off as for years, I wanted to go to the Bourbon Heritage Festival. I've still never been. But, uh, you know, after a couple of years of being knocked out of going, I said, well, what can I do that can be really fun uh, that will be bourbon related? And I came up with, uh, I want to drink 30 different bourbons in 30 days and started posting on Instagram six years ago, 30 days of bourbon. And I had some people that said, hey, this is kind of a neat idea. Then I, the next year, did it again. And Bourbon and Banter, a website that I write with, we decided we were trying to figure out what to do for Bourbon Heritage Month. They said, hey, guys, every year I do this 30 Days of Bourbon thing. And they all knew about it because, you know, I wasn't quiet about it. And they said, oh, yeah, let's let's add that in. Well, we've been doing it at Bourbon and Banter now for several years. But I, I saw a post from one of the people at Bourbon and Banter who said, we just hit 2.5 million hashtags of 30 days of bourbon. That's great. I mean, this started off as me doing a curiosity six years ago. And now we're at two and a half million hashtags by the, this was, I think, on Friday. So 11 days in. That's crazy. Who could have guessed that? <laughs> Well, and, you know, in our BS and Bourbon Atlanta Facebook group, you know, James and I thought, oh, you know, we'll probably have 10 to 15 people that would like to do this. You know, probably a little small group of us. And, and James, you know, as of the most recent count, how many different people have participated? 58. 58 people. You know, we're, we're, not, a, we're not a big Facebook group. We, we don't have 10,000 members or anything like that, but we're we're growing but 58 people that have said, you know what, that that does sound like fun. I want to try something a little different. And like we've seen from people, number one, it's a challenge because having 30 different bourbons at your house, most people don't have. Right. And this year we relaxed one of the rules, which was it, it used to be that proofs 
different proofs didn't count as different bourbons. Like if you had old granddad 80 and you had uh, old granddad 114, that's the same whiskey, just proof down. Well, this year, because it's so hard for some people to get out, we relaxed that rule. We allowed it for the first time. Um, I don't know if I'm going to continue that in the future. It'll depend on where we are September 2021. You know, yeah, it's, it's a lot of people don't have it. And we used to say, you know, go out to a bar, explore, go to a friend's house, share with them. This year, of like everything else in 2020 is a totally different story. Well, yeah. So since you're talking about that, talk about the this year and maybe some people that might be hearing. I mean, it would I can't imagine people would be hearing it for the first time listening to us, but you never know. Kind of explain to them what kind of is going on. I mean, they, they can get into it whenever they want to. And yeah. what, what what your thought process is for this year? Um, so I'll just go over the rules really quickly. Um, the goal is, is a different bourbon every day. And part of the reason it, of this is some people like me have a pretty extensive whiskey library. You've got stuff tucked in the back that you probably haven't touched in a year or more. This gives you an opportunity to go through what you've got in your collection and to see what to drink, um, what haven't you touched in a while. So re-exploring stuff, maybe you're going to, you set something back there that you went, nah, it's okay. But after a year of oxidizing in the bottle, now it's much better. And now you're a fan. That's Lord knows that's happened to me. So it's a different bourbon every day. I, I come up with uh, single barrels are different. So a lot of people say, hey, you know, I've got the, the I've got the whole quote unquote Blanton's collection. <laughs> you know, all the horses spell out uh, Blanton's. So as long as each one of those barrels is different, it's counted as a different barrel. If you're drinking, you know, five different uh, letters, but it's all, all out of the same barrel, that doesn't count. Source stuff well, like... In, I always thought that the B barrels were the best because B came first. <laughs> of course. Yes, no, that, that goes without, that goes without saying. It's the left. It's the left facing horse that's the best. For, oh, no, the left facing horse. That's left right. facing horse, not the right facing. But that's the unicorn, though. But yeah, we yeah. don't tell people about that. Damn, Bob! Oh wait, that might be. It was me. Blanton's is so hard to find, and now you've got people who are going to go out and buy everything else that they see because they want the left-facing horse. I mean, it's, that's that's insane. <laughs> Thank you for making Blanton's even harder to get. Appreciate that, James. Hey, um, man, I'm here to please. Okay, I'm I'm here to I'm here to inform the consumer. So, is there a way to get him off the air for now? <laughs> I forgot. Let me, let me get control. <laughs> <laughs> the next part had to do with sourced whiskeys. Um, obviously, a lot of uh, quote-unquote craft distillers uh, buy from MGP um, or Dickel uh, is starting to be a big deal, and uh, Barton is starting to be a big deal. But as long as it's a different label, it's fine. Mash bills within a brand, Four Roses, as we mentioned earlier, has 10 mash bills. If you can have 10 different uh, mash bills, that's considered 10 different whiskeys. And again, this year we come up and say that uh, different proofs count. Well, and if you've been, on, you've been on barrel picks, I mean, and I know James and I did this uh, maybe last year, but we, Atlanta had a big run of OBSS, right, James? Where I think maybe six or seven stores all picked OBSF within... Mm -hmm days of each other you know it, it was just that run and people are picking this blind and it comes out three months later so nobody had any idea when they picked it 
you can get three different barrels of the same recipe and all about the same age, and you'll be surprised at how different they can be. That's the amazing thing about whiskey. And I, I try to explain this at the, the events that I host, which is you can have the same distillate, one right, filling up barrel one and barrel two right next to each other. You can stick them right next to each other in the same rick house. You can put them in there for the exact same age or the exact same amount of time. So they're aging the same. You can pull those barrels out and take a sample from each one. And I guarantee you, they will not be the same whiskey. Yeah. And, you know, James, the self-proclaimed world-renowned barrel picker, yes. says that he has some formula to, to pick some cherry barrels, but uh, it ain't never been proven. Yes, it has. Yeah. The, no. three times, the three times I've done it, we have always picked that barrel. So I don't want to hear from you, Bob. Hey, Jeff, you ever had a broke clock in the house before? Like right I, twice I, a day. Yeah, it's right twice a day. So, I mean, <laughs> even a blind squirrel can find a nut or two. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. But, but, you that. So, and here was one thing that we got asked, and I, I really didn't know the answer because there's that big whiskey debate. And I even messaged you about it. Finished bourbons. And it's something that I enjoy, something you said you enjoy. James is not that. the biggest fan of. James is not the biggest fan of. But can you do a finished bourbon in this? Absolutely. And I, I let's see, have I done that? I've not done that yet, but you can lay money on it that that'll come up a couple times this month for me. And because I, the reason I thought of it is um, I haven't had too many Magnus products that have come out recently. But I have several Magnus products from three years ago that I still sip on every now and then, and I love them. I love the Magnus. Uh, I love the Magnus MGP picks. Mm-hmm. I've not been in love with the Dickel picks. I agree, percent. Uh, but you know that's just a personal preference. But yeah, some of the Magnus stuff has been fantastic. Right. I've got like um, I'm looking right now at like a batch three cigar blend, you know that I I do really enjoy. Um, And I thought, well, but there is that big debate. Is a finished bourbon still a bourbon? Absolutely. Does it say bourbon on the label? I I mean, you're allowing Tennessee whiskey this year, so I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's that's the big, big, big debate. Is is Tennessee whiskey um, counted as bourbon? And for the uh, intents and purposes of the 30 Days of Bourbon Challenge, the answer is yes. You, you see how he skated around that, James? For the intents and purposes of this challenge, we're going to allow it. You know, Judge Ruling, Tennessee Whiskey, Nickel, you know, Jack Daniels, and then there's that third party. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, We're going to allow it because, and the biggest, and, I, and I've heard this debate on several podcasts, we are not going to get into that, that this morning, but the biggest argument that Tennessee Whiskey is not bourbon because they don't want it to be. Yes. If they wanted to put bourbon on the label, they would have applied to have it on the label to the TTB, and they don't want it. They want a separate product. Correct. For the 30 Days of Bourbon Challenge, because it's made the exact same way, it's a bourbon. Correct. With that being said, James, you had your dark wean duck pick a couple of nights ago, so we let it in. Yes. And then I also had Jack Daniels kicked our ass again. I also had it. Oh. We, when we went to go, Jack Daniels picks are amazing. Yep. Have you been to Jack Daniels for a pick? I haven't. We keep uh, keep wanting to do it, and every time we want to do it, the opportunity slips away. 
We James and I had an opportunity to do it back in was it February? No, it was um, October. October last year. I just know it was cold. So James and I go uh, last year with our good friend Tarak at Elixir, and we got to see something that most people don't get to see. We got to see them making charcoal. And they burn pallets, though, is what they do. Isn't that what they do? Yeah, they stack this stuff up, and this stuff was probably stacked 10, 12 foot high, and they put it kind of in a, an underneath like a place that, that funnels all the smoke up, and they lit it on fire. And there was a guy who had been on, I mean, James, how many was it, like 40 or 50 distillery tours? His number 90. 90? Yeah. And it was the first time he had ever seen them do it because they don't do it often because they make so much charcoal at one time. And so that was really super cool to see. And I mean, we're standing, you know, 50 feet away and you could feel the heat coming off the fire. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> you know, and it was just really cool. Got some real cool pictures of it. So that, that was a fun I, experience. I've seen video of it, uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just pallets and yeah. it's, it's like, well, you would have never thought that. Yeah. I mean, they've got it down to an art and to a science. Oh, I mean, they, they know what they're doing. So, but that that's Jack Daniels. And, and the funny thing is, if you ever go to Jack, you might as well take the 30-minute drive over to Dickel and see the complete different way that Tennessee whiskey is made. Because it's, it's very, very different at Dickel. Do they actually dump the Flintstones vitamins into the mash? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just the, the big difference I thought was you've got Jack Daniels that where a lot of things are automated. You know, you go to Jack, you know, you go to Dickel and you know, the gauges are still dials. You know, it's, I mean, they just really haven't, you know, you're looking at something probably the way it was back in the late eighties and it works for them. So why change? I mean, they, they no, not at all. The only, the only thing computers do is make things more consistent. Mm -hmm. And Dickel's not a bad product. It may not be yours and my favorite, but they do have a pretty significant following. Um, otherwise, yeah, no doubt. And, I, I don't dislike everything that they do. It's just the ones that have that Flintstone vitamin quality to it, I really dislike. How many bottles of that Tabasco dickle you got laying around? <laughs> I tried it at a uh, at uh, Distill America, which is Wisconsin's big uh, distilled spirits expo, and all I tasted was Tabasco. <laughs> so you have as many bottles of that as you do the, the green apple Jack Daniels. Is that what you're saying? And, you know, I've got a stack. I don't like to talk about this all that often because some people know where I live and I don't want to have a break in. I've got a case uh, of Kessler's light and handles. And that's my secret stash. <laughs> now, do you keep that right next to the crown peach? Stash? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I also have it right next to the blue Mad Dog 2020. The blue Mad Dog 2020. Yeah. Yes. So what are you drinking on this morning? Or well, let's not say this morning. What are you drinking on today? Uh, it's morning. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Whiskey Acres. It's a 5.5 grain bourbon. Uh, explain and that. By the way, it's a bottle kill. <laughs> bottle kill. Count that well, I'll, the I'll take this over. I'll take this over. All right. The bob, they got five grains and then a half a grain. A half five, point five grain. I know. Five grains and then a half a grain. Kind of like you're half a man, right. so they have half a grain. <laughs> Does that explain it better to you? No. Okay. Well, whiskey fellow, you explain it to him. All right. I, I can't. I can't get anything into his head. 
Yeah, so tell me about this distillery and where they're located. Talk about it, because uh, obviously Bottle Kill, it must be good. Talk to me about it. Uh, this is out of DeKalb, Illinois, which is pretty darn close to Chicago. Um, it is a complete... Bell, Illinois? I'm a southern Illinois. boy. Huh? Illinois, yeah. That's a state just uh, southeast of me. That's where <laughs> Chicago is. That's where it's Chicago another, is. another state that James is not allowed to go. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're located in DeKalb, and it's a farm-to-glass distillery. They don't source... They're growing everything themselves right on the farm. They're doing the distillation, the aging. Um, in this case, this is a, to explain the 5.5, it's oats, rye, wheat, and uh, malted barley. And then they use a yellow corn and a green corn. So they, because there's two corns involved, they count that as one and a half. Well, what is a green corn? Is it just a corn that's not ripe? <laughs> What you know? I mean, if you said uh, you want some green corn, I'd say I, I I don't know about that. You you leave it on you leave it on the kitchen table uh, right next to the bananas for a week and it turns yellow. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I told you that boy wasn't that smart. He just ain't that smart. James, have you ever had green corn? It's yeah, green corn, cream corn. <laughs> so there you go. You should do a, a bourbon out of cream corn. Yeah. So so they make this, and how old is it? This one's only a year, uh, but I mean, they've got stuff they've been putting out bottled and bond. You know, they've got stuff aged longer than that, but this particular one is a year old. You would never know that. So obviously it comes out of a smaller barrel. You would never know that from drinking this. And I've had this talk with numerous people. Just because something is aged longer doesn't mean it's great. We have picked two barrels now from Chattanooga Whiskey. And oh, Chattanooga they're great. Is, I mean, they're probably, what, three years old? Right and oh my goodness, I, I put that up against seven, eight-year-old, nine-year-old product any day. It's a good juice. I have not had anything bad out of Chattanooga. And the rye, wait till you get a chance to get a bottle of that rye. It's, it's going to wow you. Okay, I, I'm, I'm already wowed by their bourbon, so that's uh, that's good. Now we, we tried to coerce them into letting us do a single barrel of the rye, and James is just not that persuasive. I should have told him to leave. Let me work my magic. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So, James, what are you drinking for your, your portion of today's 30 Days of Bourbon Challenge? A Russell Reserve from Warehouse A, floor four, but for some reason the four is backwards. It is a J-squared barrel number two, so it's the second barrel that they release. It's good Looks like you're getting close to a bottle kill on that, too. I'm getting there. It's about halfway. And then for me, I've started with a Buffalo Trace store pick from City uh, here in Atlanta, and it's quite possibly one of the best Buffalo Traces that I've had for a store pick. But my official one for today is going to be a wild turkey out of a decanter from 1976, a year 101 proof. Very, um, very nice. Later. I'm just I'm just warming up with a little Buffalo Trace for today. <laughs> Even though I guess, according to the rules, I could count both bottles and just kill two days with one. Yeah, one. you could do that. For those people who are just getting into this, could catch up. I mean, let, let's say, you know, hey, you know. Well, they're going to want to They're going to want to head over to uh, bourbonandbander.com. They're going to want to download their calendar, uh, register at the website while they're there, because we are giving away some awesome prizes, including bottles and a whole bunch of swag. We just picked our first week's winner 
um, on Saturday. The final grand prize at the end of it is going to just be a tremendous amount of things. Look at there. I made my Whiskey Fellow library card. Very nice. So that's what I'm going to use to check Who out. Are the other I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> All you care about is your own. Yes. Seriously. I my card. You guys are ever up this way. You're welcome to raid my library. It's fine. I do, I do want to mention one last thing about the 30 days of bourbon before we end things up. There is a charity angle to this. Um, oh. The whiskey community is... I have found some of the most generous people uh, out there. This year has been particularly hard that this is not the first year that we've done a charity um, aspect to it. And the request is, is if you complete the challenge or even if you don't, to give $30 or more to any charity of your choice. Doesn't matter who it is, but give back. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people in the hospitality industry you know, bars, restaurants that have been closed because of COVID. And there are charities and uh, and bartender guilds that cater to these people and are helping them out in this time when they're not earning any money. So find a great charity, give them $30 or more if you can, and, you know, spread the wealth around. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. Um I've been explaining to people that we're doing 30 days of bourbon and they're looking at me like, you're going to drink every day for 30 days. I'm like, yeah. I said, but Hey, there's a charity aspect to it. So now I'm glad you made me not a liar. There is Bob. There absolutely is. This is the third year we've done a charity uh, aspect to it. You know, there's, there's just something to giving back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, the whiskey community is an awesome, generous one. So I've got 338 points plus now. So depending on how many of my referrals came in, I need to win something, Bob. I, got, I, did, every, I did everything. I visited everything. And I can promise you, if he does win, you will see it posted in about three to four places on Facebook. Just just water. Did anybody else win? You know, anybody else win that want to maybe share a few pictures with each other? Let, let me tell you how this went down. So, you know, the Four Roses LE lottery just happened. Yes. So, because of COVID, you have to. Did you did you win a bottle? Yes. No. Not yet. See, see James, make sure to hop up and say yes. He won. I thought you, I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> but but go on ahead. Continue to tell your story. <laughs> so, because of COVID, you have to schedule a time to go pick it up. Mm -hmm. so I'm like, well, heck, if Bob won, we we need to go at the same time. If Daniel won, we need to go at the same time. If somebody in the group, let's all go at the same time and have a good time, you know. So I posted up, said, "Hey, did anybody else win one?" because you got to schedule a time to go pick it up. Let's schedule the same time. Well, unfortunately, nobody else has said they've won one. So I guess I'll go up by myself. Did you see the announcement from Four Roses, though, after they did the first two drawings, the one for the Mellow Moments people and the one and the general public, is they said, don't worry, you can still go to your local retailer and pick up a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah, you know. I mean, I thought surely I didn't want so mellow moments. There's only about seven thousand members, I think. So that that's, yeah. a, that's a one in seven thousand chance. So luckily, my wife's in Bob the same way. So that's two out of seven. I thought we had a better chance of winning that than we did the national lottery. But you know, I won the national lottery. So congratulations! I'll let, I'll let Bob. Regardless, yeah, I'll let Bob taste mine. Maybe. So, so we're talking about James always being on his cell phone, and I just saw Bob on his. 
the truth hey the, the truth will come out you see the you see it and bob reached for his phone again well yeah again Run that Gabriel liquor, Bob. Run that Gabriel liquor. Well, Bob, you want to tell them where they can find us? Well, they can find us at BS and Bourbon ATL on Facebook and on the Instagrams, BSANDBourbon.ATL. You're somewhere on Twitter. We, we still haven't found you. You're in cyberspace somewhere. And we're not on Twitter. Sorry. You mean we're on TikTok. I'm on Twitter. I don't really understand Twitter, but that's okay. I, it's kind of its own universe. Sorry, I think I may have said it wrong. James has a TikTok. Oh, how you doing? <laughs> BS and bourbon TikTok somewhere. I don't know what's on it. But I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what's great about it, but uh, yeah, it's out there. The and I think we one, have uh, two followers. Yeah, the number one liked and number one followed video is some dude going down a water slide so, soaked up with KY jelly. No, it was Don the clergy soak. <laughs> on the video, I told him it was Astro Glide. <laughs> <laughs> one guy said did y'all really loop him up with astro glide i'm like yeah we did <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the bullshit so we, where can they find you whiskey fellow yeah uh you can find me on facebook and twitter and instagram as whiskey fellow you can see all of my reviews at reviews.whiskeyfellow.net um or you can hit me up at bourbon and banter and we need to be real clear here. You spell your whiskey with an eight. I'm American, of course. Yes. So we just got to make sure. Because you said you like scotch. Just got to make sure we clarify now. Yeah, no, whiskey with an E. The American. The America way. That's it. So everybody, thank you for joining us. Y'all have a great day. Bye. Thank you for having me. See y'all.